Welcome, everybody, to another edition of More Than a White Man's Game. As always, I'm your host, Maddie Lee, and happy clinch season to everyone. It's been an exciting last couple weeks in baseball. All of my Chicago listeners, of course, know that the White Sox clinched the NL Central title, and for the first time in franchise history, are headed to -to back-to-back playoff appearances, which is crazy. I think Liam Hendricks in his post game said it blew his mind that that was their accomplishment there. And it is kind of insane. Like I had to go back and double check a few times, mostly because I'm always paranoid about putting out franchise bests and history and all of that. Really paranoid about putting out incorrect information all the time, which I think is good, but you know that I'm double checking myself in all things, but especially something as big as franchise history. So congratulations to the White Sox. Congratulations to you White Sox fans. Cubs, of course, are out. Sorry to my Cubs fans out there, but you know, they're supposed to spend some this winter. So you know, you'll have things to look forward to. And of course, have some really exciting players on that team who are making even these meaningless games very fun to watch. But we're actually today going to focus on a non-Chicago team. And that is the Brewers, who also have clinched a playoff berth. But more specifically, We're going to talk about a new member of the Milwaukee Brewers ownership group. And to do that, I'm going to bring in Eric Woodyard of ESPN to talk about Giannis Antetokounmpo, who, as I hope everyone knows, is coming off a championship of his own and recently joined the ownership group for the Brewers. You might have a little while back seen him, you know, as a new owner in the box holding his son at a game. Very sweet stuff. But I wanted to kind of tap into his story and essentially introduce him now that he's got this baseball connection because there's just so many incredible layers to his story. And I thought Eric was a great person to bring in to do that. He is now the Detroit Lions writer for ESPN, but until recently he had been ESPN's NBA writer for the Midwest. And so he's, you know, covered Giannis in some really pivotal years for him. Eric is also someone I know from Salt Lake City, small world, when he was there covering the jazz and I was covering pro soccer Great writer, great guy, had so much fun talking to him about, I guess now his past life, but very recent life covering Giannis, and this was a fun one to do, kind of dipping back into the NBA, but in connection with baseball and with this team that's playoff bound, and Giannis's ties to Milwaukee, so... Without further ado, we'll bring in Eric. All right, Eric, thank you so much for joining me to 
talk about the newest part owner in Major League Baseball. Yeah, definitely. I appreciate you having me, you know, way back from the, the Utah days. Now, it's, you know, we, we took different walks of life, but it's always fun to reconnect. Yeah, and I'm, I appreciate you coming on and jogging your memory a bit now that you've shifted over to NFL, but you got some good years covering Giannis, so figured you're a perfect person to bring in to talk about this. I guess we can just start with, as someone who has covered him, what was your reaction when you found out that he was joining the Brewers ownership group? It, uh, honestly, it didn't surprise me. I mean, I saw other, you know, I guess you could say small market uh, superstars, you know, do this, Patrick Mahomes, and even with the Bucks. I mean, you got Aaron Rodgers uh, has a piece of the Bucks, I think, in min- min- uh, minority stake. Um, and I know how loyal this guy is. You're talking about a guy that's extremely loyal, like probably one of the most loyal athletes you'll ever see. Like, literally, he's that loyal. So it really didn't shock me um, from the time I was around him. I know how close he is with the people that he loves. And Milwaukee is a city that he loves. So any way he can be involved with, you know, anything that's Milwaukee related, I think he's that loyal. So I wasn't really shocked because he, he feels like Milwaukee's home. So, yeah. Yeah. I remember before he took the Supermax extension, kind of the national conversation was like, oh, maybe he'll want to go to a big market team. What what were we missing when that was? I covered still- all, yeah, I covered all of that. So it was crazy. Um, I never felt that way. I think he was. Uh, I would have been shocked if he would have left. Honestly, I mean, just because from being around him all the time, and at the time he had a brother that was in high, high school as well that played high school hoops in Wisconsin, and Giannis would just be at the basketball games. I've I've literally sat at a basketball high school basketball game in a section with Giannis as he walked as he. Signing every autograph, you know, got his little section blocked off. But, you know, um, this guy's just like I said, just extremely loyal. Him and his brothers are super tight. I know it's been reported on a lot, but it really is that way. I mean, like, they would be in the games, you know, after after losses. The only person that could approach Giannis was Thanasis, his brother. Mm-hmm. And they would be talking in Greek, and he would be the only person that can kind of calm him down. Um, so, yeah, I, I think the national narrative probably was a little different. But for me being around every day, I would have been completely shocked had he left just knowing the type of person he is. And um, Milwaukee was the first city he came to when he came from Greece. So um, he he literally feels like that is home. I was reading something. I think he said he hadn't even, he had just got even introduced to baseball at like 18 years old when he got to Milwaukee to play for the Bucks. He came to like a Brewers game. And um, yeah, it's just, it's kind of crazy. That's just that uh, this guy has had so much success 2021 is literally has has been the year of Giannis. Like this guy's been name dropped, Kanye West, Drake new album. Uh, the guy hasn't let the you know he hasn't let the trophy out of his sight. You know he rides around <laughs> Chick Fil A like he's oh been God, on top of the world so this year. Like, he's been on top of the world this year. <laughs> well, and he didn't start playing basketball until he was like 13, right? So yeah, give him late. give him 10 more years and he's going to be the greatest owner of all time. <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy, and it's crazy, I think, like, that you say that because there's so many parents that try to push sports on children and things like that, and it's like, this guy didn't even start playing until he was a teenager. I mean, so that just lets you know what hard work, you know, and being put in the right situation, just how quickly can things can change. I mean, you look at even six months ago, you know, seven months ago, nobody thought Milwaukee would win a title. Even when he resigned in December of last year, Everybody thought he was crazy. Like, why Why would this guy resign? I know it's a lot of money, but he's not going to win. 
I mean, look what look what happened. Fifty points in the mm-hmm. in Game Six, the the clinch. You know, their first title in fifty years since Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and you know the Big O and all those guys. And I think uh, he just kind of bet on himself. And this is just another example of him betting on himself. And he's been he's been on the money lately. So I, I mean, uh, hopefully they get a little luck from him. I love that. And winning a championship after we thought early that an injury was going to knock him out. Well, no, he's fine. <laughs> he's right. just superhuman. <laughs> That's why they call him the Greek freak. I mean, the guy is literally a freak of nature. I mean, he just uh, – and I knew he was going to be committed if he could be on that court. He has that Mamba mentality for real where he's if he's going to be on the court, he's going to be in there. He's going to put in all the work. He's going to be prepared. I've watched this guy numerous occasions be the last person to lead a gym, you know, from lifting weights to doing everything he can and taking the steps to win a title and doing it in a small market. I think that, that makes this title even that more unique to where if he never wins again, this will mean so much more because he didn't join the super team. Yeah, for sure. Well, you meant you mentioned his brothers and how close that family is. And I feel like some baseball fans might not know the whole story. And you wrote an awesome story about that family unit. How how do you describe why those guys are all so close? Yeah, so you know, um, they come from you know overseas. They were in Greece. I, I didn't. I want to say overseas. That sounds kind of weird, but I, they come from you know they come from Greece. Um, Nigerian immigrants, they would be on the streets selling goods to make ends meet, you know, just selling. He would be the kid on the street if somebody comes in town or, you know, just anywhere he's trying to sell you stuff to, for his family. So they went a lot of days and nights, you know, barely getting food, barely getting by. And that developed a really, really tight uh, relationship with his family. They stayed in a very, very small uh, apartment building or home wherever they lived when they were there. And I remember him saying, like, when, when he went to the NBA bubble, um, I remember him saying, like, the the while everyone was complaining, he wasn't complaining because the hotel room was, like, the size of his home when he was in Greece. So, I mean, you know, I think it was great. And his brother, Thanasis, joined the team, you know, with him. And he's he's been a very high energetic guy, very hard worker. And uh, his other brother plays for the Lakers, Costas. And then he has a younger brother who plays summer league with the Sacramento Kings. And uh, they just have a very, very tight bond. And basketball is kind of something that brings them together. But as far as them joining over on this side, I think it's all just because of the love he has for Milwaukee. And uh, clearly he has a great business team around him because he's making very, very great moves from Nike to JBL. You know, he's, he has so many endorsements. He's, he's almost becoming the face of the NBA. I mean, you have to, you still got LeBron, you still got Kevin Durant, those guys, but he's definitely one of the faces of the league. Yeah, for sure. And as a guy who's just skyrocketed, right? Like, well, LeBron, I'm never going to put a number on when he'll retire because it seems like maybe never. But, you know, eventually this will be Giannis's league, right? Right, right. Um, you let off that story that I mentioned about the brothers. You lead with this great anecdote back in the high school gym when Alex is playing and he thinks that he's had a great game. Giannis had some other stuff to say. <laughs> Will you break down yeah. the anecdote and and what it what it tells you about about their relationship yeah. as a his unit. His brother, his brother thought he had a nice stat line, and Giannis clearly put him in place. Like, hey, you didn't work hard. I mean, you played good, you put up good numbers, but you didn't work hard. And this is one of the hardest workers. So, I mean, he's not accepting anything less than greatness. He's coming out and putting his best foot forward, you know. And I think you see that in his development and his his body as well. And I think anybody around him, especially his little brother. You know, he's, he's going to be hard on me. Even in the game I was sitting there with them watching that game I mentioned earlier, 
him and Thanasis were like coaching their little brother the whole time and just, you know, really hands-on with him, really telling him, hey, you need to do this, you need to do that. Really pushing this guy to be great. And um, that's kind of just how he does with everybody around him. You know, he's pushing people to be great. He's committed, and I think uh, he wants to see that same level of commitment. Even when, when his skills weren't as refined, and he's, I mean, you can still say that now. He's not like the most polished person, but I think his will and his work ethic, his, his uh, ability to keep pushing por- forward, that's what makes him so great. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah, for sure. I, you mentioned the work that he's done building up his body. I feel like in my time covering the NBA, there were two guys who I feel like watching him on TV did not do them justice. One was LeBron because he just has that aura about him. And the other was Giannis because like, yes, what he does on TV is incredible, but there's something else in person, you know? Yeah. He looks like a deer out there, like gloating. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I know there are books, but he literally is like (laughs) running around. He's so agile, never gets tired. And I think uh, he really, that has to go into like just the, the money you invest in your body and the time and stretching and lifting weights and really taking the game serious. And it's not a lot of guys who really take the game serious like that, but he's definitely one of them that takes the game very seriously, wants to improve. And he lives by that mantra of, let me get a little better every day. It sounds cliche, but that's literally him yeah. every day, working at something, working at something. And you, you saw it, you saw that. I mean, that was, that was legendary. I'm never going to forget you know, that 50-point perform, performance he had in game six to beat the Suns. And, um, I mean, that whole – it seemed like the whole playoff run, they were being dialed. Nobody thought Milwaukee would win. Uh, they were looking at it as like, okay, this is Chris Paul's, you know, mm-hmm. chance to get a ring. It was like every step, it was something to why Milwaukee wouldn't win. And, like, he just willed himself to doing it. It was like – it reminded me of Shaq in 2000. Not, I'm not saying he's Shaq, but just the way he dominated, you know, inside the paint and – you know, kept 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 going and pushing and pushing, and it was something special to watch. Do you have any favorite anecdotes from covering him? Yeah, definitely. Um, so I took my son to a game in Chicago, and uh, I got him down on the floor. We were my son's seven; he's a basketball junkie already at this age. Uh-huh. And um, I was just—I I didn't know Giannis very well. You know, I, I know him as far as doing my job, and I had good interactions with him. But you got to understand, I'm coming in covering Giannis after Malik Andrews. And after the MVP Rock season, star. yeah. So you know what I mean. So I was like, I got, I have my work cut out. I had to really work hard. You know what I mean, like to, to get in, even to, and uh, and I had brought my son there, and we were just sitting watching him uh, warm up. And um, after he got finished with his warm up, he took the time to come over and talk to my son. Um, you know, give him a little bit of advice and just interacting with him. And um, he was like, I'm gonna give you my shoes after the game. I, I don't, I'm just thinking he talking. I'm a reporter, so I, it's it's a fine line of things like that you know right but um once I get into the locker room like he had probably about 30 maybe 12 13 rebounds maybe six or seven blocks he just destroyed the bulls and he was like hey 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 come over here and took his shoes off and gave it to my son and um he was also becoming a father soon so I'm I'm not sure if that maybe had a little something to do with it but um that was a great anecdote of you know being around him and kind of shows you the guy type of guy that he is for him to do that you know for me to kind of be new there and 
um, just coming in and, you know, just trying to find my way. You know, we talked about fatherhood before. I told some stories about him becoming a dad. And um, I had a lot of great interactions around him. He's a very personable person. And, uh, yeah, that, that was probably my favorite one. And maybe when my son gets a little older, he'll understand. But now he just look at it as like, I got this big old size 17 shoe. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where he's still, he's, he's more so impressed with, like, watching the guys than actually meeting them. Like, he just, like, love watching basketball. So it's crazy. Oh, that's a true basketball junkie. Yeah. <laughs> um, you've also written about Giannis's dad's influence on on him and his career and his brother's. How do you describe that? Man, I mean, for a dad to have that many pro athletes, and they actually have an older brother who's still overseas as well. Um, he actually was a professional soccer player. Their dad was a professional soccer player. So it's like they really take that, they they take that very strong like they're living their father's legacy. If you ever see any pairs in Giannis's signature shoes, everyone says, I am my father's legacy. And what that means is they're carrying that tradition, you know, by what he said, the, the mentality he put inside them. Like Giannis literally was coming into the league, giving his paychecks to his family and like barely surviving of what he had. Now he's in the NBA doing this, like as a teenager, sending all his money back to his family. So like when you talk about level of loyalty, it's crazy. I think, you know, he has a Disney movie coming out. I think they're going to actually like highlight his life. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, this guy is he's different. He's really different. When he's committed to something, he's committed. Yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. Anything else that baseball fans or Brewers fans should know? Uh, man, I'm, I think that's probably about it. You know, I think uh, just respect somebody that's going to come in and be loyal at all times, somebody that's going to be committed. Uh, if he's putting his name on something, I think he's he's not just putting his name there. You probably will see him at some games and, you know, in some jerseys and some gear. Cause that's just the type of guy he is. And I mean, if anybody ever get a chance to cross paths with him, you'll understand what makes him unique and special. Um, it's, it's just because that's who he is. And I think he's extremely grateful, you know, for his path and how he was able to do it because it's, he wasn't touted like LeBron. He wasn't touted like KD. You know, he's somebody who picked up basketball late and now he's on the top of the basketball, top of the basketball universe, you know, as a champion and the, the fashion he did it in the small market. So he's going to be beloved in Milwaukee forever, especially after making this uh, last move of, you know, buying stake in the, in the baseball team. Do you see the video clip of him at a game with his son under his arm? <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, so yeah. cute. This <laughs> <laughs> hyped kid, kid hanging there. <laughs> the way that, the, how athletic they are, I wouldn't be surprised if his son becomes a professional baseball player playing right. sport. Yeah, so <laughs> they're all freak athletes. So, I mean, whatever you decide to do, I can see him doing it. They're conquering one sport at a time. We've got soccer, basketball, so we got go baseball, hockey. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't put it past him. <laughs> Get some cricket in there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Eric, thank you so much for joining me. This was a lot. I appreciate of it. Thank you, Maddie. And keep up the good work. I'm proud of everything and your path as well. And, you know, keep, keep shining. Oh, thank you. Same to you. I mean, you're killing it. And you're making your way through every sport, too. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Basketball, I mean, we got it. It's 2021. You know, we got we to gotta show we're valuable. And I think the uh, pandemic haven't taught us one thing. It's like we got to be able to kind of do a little bit of everything, especially in our jobs. I mean, they can, yeah. they can be taken away anytime. So, you know, I think 2020 has made me more grateful to have a job than anything. So I'm trying to learn as much as I can and be a sponge, bring great energy and you know, we see what happens from there. Absolutely. Well said. Well, thank you again. Appreciate it. Thanks again to Eric for joining us. 
that was a lot of fun to do kind of a different look. We don't talk about ownership that much, especially not digging into backgrounds like that. So that was a blast. So glad to catch up with Eric. If you are an NFL fan or even just a fantasy football manager or just another person, (laughs) definitely follow him on Twitter. Follow his Lions coverage. Great guy and great reporter. And for those of you who aren't interested in football, and those of you who are, but also interested in baseball, we're almost to the playoffs. How crazy is that? Like 162 coming off of a 60-game season. The 60-game season was felt very long for a lot of different reasons. But once you see the toll that 162 games takes on these guys' bodies and We've seen that across the league most recently. Again, to focus on Chicago, we've seen that with White Sox pitching. Those guys are trying to get those bumps and bruises and injury, legitimate injuries addressed before we head into the postseason. But we're almost there. And this is such a fun time of year when we're all scoreboard watching and the playoff picture is starting to come become clearer and you know you're starting to think about for those of us who cover it what uh what plane tickets do I have to get now for that first round uh and planning out all of that I'm sure also for some fans too who are planning to be on the road for some of these games It's going to be really fun. I'm stoked. I hope you all enjoy it a ton. And thank you so much for joining us this week. Hope you enjoyed it. Tell your friends, family, acquaintances, classmates, all of that. Now that we're getting towards the school year about this show. Like it. Subscribe. Comment. All of the above. Thank you so much to Lawrence Holmes, our incredible producer and the creator of this network. And we will see you next time. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.